Live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio, it's Jimmy V and TC on 1700KBGG. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Hey everybody, welcome in. Nice day in the neighborhood in the capital city. We say hello to you. Uh, Jim and Trent, uh, we roll all the way till 3 o'clock today, and a really good show lined up. Uh, Alex Halstead, all things Cyclones, will join us at 1225. That's about 15 or so minutes from right now. That's Alex Halstead, 24-7 Cyclone Alert. 135, John Arguello from the Cubs Den. I think that pretty much uh, tells you what that conversation is going to be. And then uh, your boy Wolfgang and you get together, what, at about 225-ish, right in there? You got it, Jimmy B. Okay, sounds like a plan. How you doing, pal? Oh, pretty good. Yeah. Little day baseball again today. Yeah. Always like that. My Twinkies in action getting started here in just a couple of minutes. So I'll be keeping my eye on them. Right. And, uh, yeah, fun start to the baseball season. Last night, the banner-raising ceremony with the Cubs. They'll get their rings in tomorrow night. In game two of that set against the Dodgers, and a fun game last night to go along with it. It's it's baseball season now, Jimmy B. It is. You know what got me was the weather, and people were like freezing, but they weren't going to leave no matter what. They had paid for that ticket, and they were going to show up absolutely no matter what uh, for that. So I thought that was pretty impressive. Now, the place was half empty but by the seventh, eighth inning, people, a long night. Yeah, long night is and right. And probably for a lot of them, a long day of drinking. <laughs> yeah, you're right. But hey, you get the walk off, Rizzo with the hit, right? Yeah, and you end up winning the game against the Dodgers. So, I thought it was also pretty cool. Did you see the shots of uh, uh, what are they? Uh, the rooftops, the rooftops that were full of Dodger fans. Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty cool. I th- those Why is that? Why is that cool? Well, because you had they they obviously got together those Dodger fans and purchased that entire section so they could cheer for the Dodgers, and you could hear them in the stadium because the announcers were refer- uh, referencing that during the course of the game. So I thought that was pretty cool. Be honest with you hmm. that that they that they took time to do that on the uh, on the Cubs' big night, the home opener. So. You know me. I just like to stir it up a You're little weird. bit. Yep, I do weird. know you. Yeah. I'm weird. Your big takeaway for the game <laughs> was Dodger fans. Dodger fans showing up for that. I thought everybody was a Cubs fan. Apparently not. No, no. Believe it or not, even if you walk around this market, yeah. people like me that don't like yeah, the Cubs are actually fans of yeah. other teams. Yeah. Though you'd be hard-pressed to find many of them, especially after last I year. I understand perfectly. Well, we'll have plenty of baseball conversation today. The early portions of the schedule Trying to see what we're overreacting to, what we believe in. We'll get into that a little bit later on. We'll talk about the Cubs and the uh, banner raising from last night. We'll get into that right. in case you missed it. But uh, some uh, local news in the college basketball front. Of course, Friday, it officially came down that Wichita State leaving the American Conference. Yes. On Sunday, the commissioners, uh, the commissioner Doug Elgin from the NBC, got together with the school presidents and the athletic directors. And now they're figuring out what's the next course of action. Uh, some reports out there mm-hmm. that the initial leaders, the ones that they're talking to the most, Valparaiso. Yes. That's been one that has been long rumored. Now, do you know when Creighton left, some people believe that Valpo was offered a spot and declined. Interesting. Now, they were also just making a conference change of their own. That might have had something to do with it. 
But now, without Wichita, is Valpo interested? I, I don't know. I mean, the conference has lost so much prestige with those two teams now gone that it has begun to be just a secondary mid-major conference. It's just like the Horizon. It's just like the Summit. It's, you know, people will say, wow, we've, we're much better than that. We're in the, we're, this is the Valley. Yeah, it is. We get it. But you just lost your two premier teams. Gone. And so now you're relegated to an afterthought, which is terribly unfortunate. But that's pretty much what it's going to become. And I think, Trent, I think you hit on it right away that you and I, with now the way the conference is formed, could they be the dominant team? Well, be, along with maybe them and Illinois State, the well, two and, dominant teams. Well, and Illinois State is a pretty recent phenomenon. I mean, they've they've had nice teams. Yes, last year was one of their better. Best, yeah, uh, you know they they had what is it Osiris Eldridge? Remember him from a few years yep. back? That he was unbelievably yep. good. You and I came back in a championship game to beat them. What was that back in two thousand and eight? Something it, it, like yeah, nine, nine, ten, right, in that, right in there, right in that range. But he was incredibly good. But you know, Illinois State they haven't kind of held up their end of the bargain. They should be better. That should be a program that year in, year out is very good. Mm -hmm. That just hasn't been the case over the last 30 years. It's been inconsistent up and down. They see a sign. You and I has been the, really, and outside of the recent phenomenon of Wichita State, remember, this is, this is pretty recent for Wichita. This is, we're not talking about the sustained success that Correct. Creighton had. Right. Now, I like to remind people, Creighton is not the great program that a lot of people make them out to be. I've told you before. You have. The last time Creighton made a Sweet 16, 1974. Okay. It wasn't even called the Sweet 16 then. It was just, eh, there's 16 yeah. teams left in this tournament. That's it. That's what it was called at the time. It wasn't called the Sweet 16. Creighton, though they have been very good, they have a great fan base. There's no doubt about that. Them as a program, I think, has maybe inflated a little bit of their actual standing. You and I has had success in the NCAA tournament. Mm -hmm. You and I has had success in the MVC tournament. Yep. They've had success in the regular season. And over the last 12 years... That program is right up there, and they were right there with Creighton. They were better from Wichita until Wichita broke through and made that run to the Final Four. You and I was a better basketball program than even Wichita was. They've taken it to another level now. Right. We know it's not an argument, but yes. for many years it was Wichita. Oh, yeah, good talent, oh, yeah. but they're not very good basketball yeah, team. Yeah, there you go. And that's what you had. And going back to the Turgeon days, boy, look at this team. And then they lose a stupid game that they shouldn't, and they wouldn't have a, a profile to be an at-large team. And then well, they're historically bad year after year in the MVC tournament. But regardless of all of that, yeah, I mean, this is, this is an opportunity for you and I to grab that stranglehold. And they still have name recognition. They, they do. If there's one team in the Valley that still has name recognition, it is them. People know them from what they did a year ago. Correct. They also remember the collapse. Yes. That's a part of it, too. But they remember the win against Kansas and the Sweet yep. 16 yep. run and, and the other teams that we've seen get there and how consistent that they have been. So you and I has the cachet to do it. Now the question becomes, can Ben Jacobson, can he rebuild a team for the third time and get them back to that high level? He's done it twice. It's difficult to do it a third time. Mm -hmm. you got to have some breaks, and maybe there's a little help on the way. Michael Jacobson yesterday yes. announces that he's leaving Nebraska. With that happening, is you and I a place that makes sense? His cousin played there. Mm -hmm. The other Ben Jacobson, who was an outstanding player. I loved watching Ben Jacobson play. I was up at UNI at the same time. Okay. And, oh, he was just so much fun to watch. Does he take a look there? Does Michael Jacobson look at Iowa State? Iowa State, yeah. Does he 
He is a highly, well, we know his dad, Dr. Jake. Right. He, he's a doctor. Yeah. Michael is a very smart kid as well. He had a lot of interest from Ivy League schools. Do you look at it that way and say, all right, am I playing in the NBA? Probably not. That's probably not going to happen for Michael Jacobson. Do I set up the rest of my career and go to Princeton, Harvard, a place like that, mm-hmm. even a place like a Vanderbilt? You know, look down that route. There's a lot of options out there for this kid, and it's going to be kind of fun to follow and see what Michael Jacobson decides to do. I agree with you. Look, the kid can play. Uh, He's a a terrific defender, uh, rebounds, can protect the rim a little bit as well, and he'll get you garbage points. I mean, he's just the type of guy that fits in perfectly on a team full of shooters because he'll do all the dirty work. He didn't yeah. want to play center, though. No, no. And that he's was, a, that he's was a, a forward. Right. And that was a, a point of contention yes. here. After the departures, he had to play a lot of center his freshman year, and yeah. he didn't want to do yeah. that anymore. He, he wants to be a forward. I think he wanted to expand his game. He was a really good shooter in high school, and we just didn't see that a whole lot. Didn't he average like over 18 in high school? At one yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought he did. But I'm talking, I mean... A lot of guys, I, I yeah. know. A lot of guys can average that. But as a game, I mean, he was not just a banger inside. And he played with a couple of big kids. I mean, we see Anthony Nelson over at Iowa playing defensive end. Remember, he was on that team. Mm-hmm. Six foot six kid that played in the middle and was physical. He was able to play a lot more on the perimeter, a very good shooter for a big guy out there. And we rarely saw that at Nebraska. I think he looked at it and said, I want to expand my game. I think I can do more than just be that garbage guy that he was for them. And he's a very good rebounder. Good on the offensive boards. Him and Ad Morrow were two guys that were very good at getting yes. on the offensive glass. But uh, making the jump. It's one thing playing for a couple of not very good Nebraska teams the last two years. If you make the leap to Iowa State, mm-hmm. certainly a much better basketball program. No doubt about that. There's no question. It's not even close. Yes. And the Big 12 Conference. Does that fit what Michael Jacobson can do? Does he fit the style that works and what Coach Pro wants to do at Iowa State? I ask you, Jimmy B., does that is that a move outside of yeah they need bodies we get that yes but for him and his game does it make sense for him? Like I think Iowa it, State? I think he t- should uh, take a look at that. Uh, he runs the court well. Uh, he as I mentioned before he can do all the dirty work and play that power forward position for you. Uh, if you had Solomon Young in the middle and mm-hmm. him on the wing, now you got a couple of guys that you know can bang around down there and and defend. And and get you rebounds, both offensive and defensive. So I think that he would take a look at that. I also think when you said that he would like to expand his game offensively, I think the sort of style that Steve Prohm is playing would offer that up to Jacobson mm-hmm. because it would give him that interim uh, jump shot that a lot of guys will run to the three line. And then if you have somebody set up, 10 to 15 feet away, who can bang that thing down when everybody runs to the three line to defend, he's going to be wide open. So I think there are a lot of possibilities if indeed Jacobson decided that he was going to take a look at Iowa State just because of the way that they run things and their sets. And I think I heard or read, I think it was on Twitter, that uh, perhaps his girlfriend goes to Iowa State. Again, there's just a Twitter thing that okay. I uh, That could be a very much it a determining be. factor, yeah. too. Oh, I mean, yeah. those are. All the things we that play together. We know what the ladies <laughs> can do to us. <laughs> you know, it, but it makes sense. I yeah. think Iowa State would be a great destination yeah. for him. A year, a redshirt year to really work on yes. that game and expand it. I think it's a great spot, absolutely, for him to take a look at. And then the decision becomes, do you go to Iowa State, have a chance to play quite a bit, 
Or do you go to a program like a UNI, mm-hmm. a place where you can go in and not just be a part of a good team, but have a chance to be a star? He would be a star there. You look at the depth chart. Next year, yes. Clint Carlson is going to be graduating. Bennett Cook is going to be graduating. Yeah. So during your redshirt year, those two guys go out. It's wide open then in the front court. You know, right. They got the six eleven kid from Minneapolis, Dahl, yeah. who uh, played sparingly last yeah. year. They got some other pieces coming in, but there's going to be front court minutes there, and a lot of them. I mean, if you're looking at it saying, I want a chance to be an all-conference player, right? can Ben Jacobson be all-conference at Iowa State? Probably not. I mean, Michael Jacobson? Or Michael mean? Jacobson. Yeah. That seems like maybe a bit of a stretch for his skill set. Okay. You know, be first, second team. But he could do that in the Valley, no doubt. And the success that you and I has had throughout the tenure of Jacobson mm-hmm. and going back to McDermott with the undersized big guys, you know, the David Grubers of the world and the Matt Schneidermans and on and on and on. And those are guys that also they let step out and hit open shots yeah. on the outside. I mean, go back to the Kansas game when you and yep, I beat them. Exactly. Early in that game, Jordan Eagleseater yeah. hit a three. Yeah. He hit a three. <laughs> I, I think it was like his third of the year. Yeah. You know, he stepped out and did that. And you look at the way that, you know, Adam Cook, who I think you can kind of fashion their two games a little bit together. Right. And look at what he became, and he had an opportunity to play at the next level. All of those thing, things. It's it's going to come down to the what he wants to do for the rest of his career. And here's another thing. You know, we continually hear about the transfer epidemic. Is it an epidemic? Is it an uh, epidemic? I don't think is the right word yeah, to I use. I don't either. I would call it. I was going to say disgruntled. But I think it's more than that. I think it's I think it's getting to the point because we're going to have what seven to eight hundred kids transfer. Yep, that's the number every year. Okay, so it's nothing new, right? I wouldn't call it ep- epidemic. I would call it disgruntled. To me, that's the kids. Kids expect you know they get in there, they get to the school. And their expectations are at a level, and maybe those expectations aren't met. So their boys are talking to them, dude. You you could probably do a lot better someplace else. I don't think it's so. I, don't put it on the I, boys. You don't Kids think transfer? It's, yeah. Kids transfer all the time. And you know what? College basketball players transfer from their schools at a lower rate than the general population. Just think of it. Are you serious? Really? Yes. Yes. So well, why just, are we so putting reg- this? So just regular students yes, transfer, transfer more at a higher rate but it's, than college. But it's athletics players. because it's high profile. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But okay. the rate is lower than you have there. It's kids looking for playing time. It's kids trying to better yeah. themselves. It's looking for the right opportunity. Okay. They're sold a bill of goods by coaching staff. So a lot of times you get on campus and you find out. You know what? This guy wasn't telling the truth. Yeah. This isn't what he told me was going to happen. Right. This is a bunch of crap. I'm going to look for a better opportunity for myself. What's wrong with that? Mm-hmm. These are adults making decisions for them that is going to impact them. Don't blame their buddies. Don't blame the coaches. Hey, these are people that want to go out there. I am so sick and tired of it. Oh, it's an epidemic. A, transfer has been happening as long as there's college athletics. Right. It's not an epidemic. It's not a terrible thing. These are kids looking for the right opportunity for I them. I agree with you And there. if it's about leaving a university and finding a different place, and they're already dinged. They have to sit out here. Yeah. If you're a transfer outside of the grad transfer route, you have to sit out a season, something that coaches don't have to do. They leave for another job. They don't have to they're sit gone. out for a year. They're gone. They're out there. They're getting their paycheck. These kids aren't getting paid. They're getting a scholarship, and that is it. So stop going down on these kids. Stop being so hard on the kids 
making their decisions. I'm just sick and tired. Oh, the transfer epidemic has hit us once again. It's a bunch of garbage. These are kids looking for a better opportunity for themselves, young adults making opportunities for themselves. It should be applauded. It should be looked at as a good thing. Enough with the negativity with this. You know, you, you're making a very good point. And I think people, they always try to say, and, and they, they talk out of both sides of their mouth. Well, they're just kids when they make a mistake. Well, they're just kids. And then when they do this, what the heck, Aaron? What's going on here? This is, you know, they're young adults. They can vote. They can go to war. They can also make a decision to transfer as well. And that's what they do. And I'm good with that. Jimmy B, uh, we'll get more into the MVC, some of the candidates out there. We mentioned Valpo, also Belmont. Belmont was actually the one that was reportedly invited back in 2013. But okay, down it, was, it was Belmont. At that point. All right, and uh, they're after Belmont again, apparently, They as well. are, yep, Murray State, Murray Valpo. State, those yeah. are the three names that are being thrown out there the most. And a, a little bit later on this hour, I'm going to throw out a name that I don't know many people have thought of. A little bit off the beaten path. Mm. I'm going to see uh, your thoughts on that. Give you a little. You're going to give me a, a hint during the commercial break. Not You're just going to just cold cock me. I'm going to do it cold, just like everybody out there listening. All right. I got something a little wild, a little harebrained, <laughs> but thinking about the future. <laughs> With that, we'll take a look back at yesterday. In case you missed it, we talked about the Cubbies, and let's listen to them raise the banner. It's been 108 years, Jimmy. Yes, it has. And uh, this was a really cool scene. I thought. The, the players. The players going out there amongst the fans raising the banner. Real cool moment last night as you had to wait a while to see it, but it finally came up, what, in the 8 o'clock hour after yeah, the rain delay. It was late. The Chicago Cubs will raise the 2016 World Series Championship banner. There it is, the 2016 World Championship banner, very similar to the 1907 and 1908. Navy blue, white lettering, red stripes on the top and bottom. It seems to me that the organization might leave some more spaces for more polls for more championship banners in the years to come. Pat Hughes already calling for another championship and another title. No pressure. There's the call on 670. To the ball game we go. Let's uh, listen to your boy Charlie Steiner on the call. And the tying things up after an errant throw over to first base ties things up in the eighth. In scoring position and Chase Utley stepping in. And a ground ball to first. The bag one back to first, not in time, and a wide throw. Runner coming home, and it's tied. Also heard the call from ESPN and Dan Schulman last night. Good to see. No blackout last night, Jimmy. I know. That was kind of nice for a chance. ESPN broadcast. So things are tied up at two. That meant no win for John Lester. He was in line for it. But uh, after the tie game, obviously didn't have that opportunity. Coming up big, though, once again, here's Anthony Rizzo, the walk-off in the ninth. Late ball game last night, Jimmy B. Were you still awake? I wasn't. I wasn't. I had it on, and I woke up. And it I woke, was over? I woke up about 1.30. I had the sleep timer on because my wife always yells at me if I don't put on the sleep timer. Okay. She doesn't like to uh, wake up and have that. But, uh, yeah, we uh, uh, woke up, and I had to flip the phone. Oh, they won it. Hey, how about that? I'll see the highlights in the morning. Uh-huh. And rolled back over right back to bed. Fun, fun ball game, though, last night. Really enjoyed it. And uh, I like late night baseball. I, I always enjoy when, you know, the Cubs or the Twins or the sure. Cardinals out on the West Coast and you got something late at night. 
we're uh, two peas in a pod when it comes to yes, that. Yes, we are. Something to entertain us yeah. late in the evening. Yeah. See, we should get together and uh, watch those. No, no. Oh, that's that's okay. fine. Okay. I'm not inviting you into my bed to watch TV. Uh, nor do I have any interest in that. With that, we will take a break. Thank goodness. Coming back on the other side here, that was In Case You Missed It, presented by Wolf Construction Roofing. From a small leak to a complete re-roof. Give BJ Bengard and his great crew a call today. It's Wolf Construction Roofing. Coming up on the other side, we're going to get into Iowa State. Michael Jacobson, we talked about yeah. that transfer. A lot of other names out there. Alex Halstead is going to join us on the other side. He'll help us out as we try to figure out what that roster is going to look like for the Cyclones, plus some spring football all next year on Jimmy B and TC. 1700 KBGG is the big talker in Des Moines with Jimmy B and TC. Noon to 3, sports talk that rocks. 1700 KBGG. The weather's warming up and it's time to think about your spring projects. Wolf Construction Roofing can take any roofing job, large and small, flat roof, sloped or pitched. The guys at Wolf Construction will do a wonderful job for you. Most single-family home projects are completed in one day, and your property is left in better condition than they found it. Wolf Construction will do their best to honor you with timely communication, a job well done, and a price that's fair. It's Wolf Construction Roofing. Call BJ Bengard today, 515-225-8866, or check them out online, wolfconstruction.net. Save on your next oil change when you purchase five quarts of Valvoline conventional motor oil and a MicroGuard filter for $23.99. Or for higher mileage vehicles, upgrade to Valvoline Max Life High Mileage and a MicroGuard filter for $24.99. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supplies. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. It's hockey season in my Iowa Wilder back. From puck drop until the final horn, I'll be on my feet, pounding the glass and cheering on Des Moines' team. Three periods of fast-paced hockey, beer flowing, and a good night out with my buddies. That's Iowa Wild Hockey. There's something for everyone with Iowa Wild Hockey at Wells Fargo Arena. The puck drops Thursday and Friday. Both games start at 7. Thursday is Health and Wellness Night featuring a water bottle giveaway. Friday is Fan Appreciation featuring $2 beer, jersey auctions, prize giveaways throughout the night, and much more. Iowa Wild Hockey lives here. Give your rooms a new look for spring with savings on paint from Menards. For a tradition of proven performance, choose Pittsburgh Grand Distinction Interior Paint from Menards. It's a premium paint and primer with a long-lasting, durable finish. It has exceptional hiding power and stain resistance to give you a smooth, uniform finish. Get a gallon of flat for just $22.98 after instant savings and rebate. Find this and other great deals now during Menards Easter Sale. Save big money at Menards. There are about a zillion different ways you can make a connection with the kids in your life. Like cooking with them, watching a movie with them, playing a board game with them, singing with them, even talking in a British accent with them. See what we mean? When you make a connection with the kids in your life, you help them grow up feeling safe and loved. And that goes a long way to make our community strong and healthy. Because connections matter. Learn more at becauseconnectionsmatter.org. Brought to you by Prevent Child Abuse Iowa. Hey, it's Jimmy B. And TC for Draft House 50 on Mills Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hey, Draft House 50 has 47 big screen TVs for great viewing of any game. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, golf, tennis, you name it. Hey, the Draft House 50 can get it, even cricket? 
Kraft House 50 has a sensational menu featuring specialty burgers, steaks, salads, and so much more. And on Saturday and Sunday, beginning at 10 a.m., it's brunch, which includes a terrific Bloody Mary bar. The Draft House 50, a place for sports, great food, and drinks. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Your Honor, I stand before you to prove that AT&T's two-year price guarantee is the ultimate all-included bundle experience. Order! I submit Exhibit A, DirecTV Select all-included package with over 145 channels. Exhibit B, monthly fees for Wi-Fi Gateway, Genie HD DVR, and three additional receivers included. Objection! Overruled! Exhibit C, reliable high-speed internet and digital home phone. Order! And to close, lock in your bundle price at $89.99 a month for two years with AT&T. The court rules in favor of AT&T. Call your local dealer now. Switch to DirecTV today and start enjoying the nation's number one satellite TV service. Call Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. That's Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. For us, 24-month TV and 12-month internet agreements and combined billing. New approved customers only must remain active and in good standing on all services or then prevailing rates apply in second year. Prorated ETF up to $480 for TV, $180 for internet, equipment, non-return, and other fees and conditions apply. Call for details. Offer ends 121.17. Back to the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. It's Jimmy B and TC. All right, everybody, we roll till 3 o'clock today. Thank you for tuning us in and the others out. It's always fun when we get uh, Alex Halstead in on the show. He's a regular contributor on Iowa State. 24-7 Cyclone Alert. He comes to us on the Draft House 50 Hotline Mill Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. Hello, Alex. Hey, guys. How are you guys doing this uh, week? It's good, good. Sun's out. Makes you feel a lot better. You know how that goes. Uh, let's start first with the uh, Michael Jacobson news. Uh, we know that Iowa State has interest in Nebraska transfer Ed Morrow. Would they also have interest in Jacobson? Well, that's that's the interesting thing because, you know, the Lincoln Journal-Star reported yesterday, obviously, that the Waukee native is transferring. I don't know if Nebraska's officially announced it. And I think it was actually Marty Miller that broke it first. But then the Journal-Star reported that he was interested in Iowa State. And like you said, Iowa State – uh, really likes Ed Morrow from Nebraska, you know, his teammate that's transferring. That is their top priority from what I can tell in terms of a sit-out forward is him. Jacobson maybe down the line is something they would consider, but right now I don't think it's something that Iowa State will pursue initially. I think they would uh, like to get Morrow from Nebraska, um, and that's kind of where their eyes are set right now. Well, another big name that's out there right now is a grad transfer, a kid that would be eligible to play next year. Elijah Brown put up some big numbers at New Mexico last year. Not overly efficient doing it, though. He's a bit of a chucker out there. Mm -hmm. But uh, with all the scoring that they lost, they certainly need a guy that can fill it up from the outside. Uh, What's the latest that you're hearing on Elijah Brown from New Mexico? Yeah, you're right. He's not the most efficient guy, and I think a lot of people see the 18.8 points a game, and he's definitely someone Iowa State um, likes and I think would take. And there's obviously other schools, Oregon, Gonzaga, Northwestern and St. Mary's are the other four finalists for the New Mexico transfer. Um, he's going to visit Oregon this upcoming weekend, I believe, is is the plan. And then Iowa State Northwestern should get visits um, sometime after that. I think the big thing with him is, does he get past the Oregon visit without committing? You know, they just lost um, Tyler Dorsey yesterday. I think Dylan Brooks is going to be deciding on the NBA here sometime soon. So they're going to have um, some openings for a scorer as well. But yeah, you 
like you said, I think he shot 37.9% from the field. He averaged 14 shots a game. So it took a lot of shots to get his points. I think he's still a good scorer. And when you look at Gonzaga and Oregon and Iowa State and Northwestern and St. Mary's, I mean, all five of those schools are tournament teams last year. A couple of them, uh, you know, went all the way down to the Final Four. So, you know, he is probably one of the most coveted transfers. Uh, but I think Iowa State, um, while they like him, they like some other guys just as well, even if it's a guy like Daryl Edwards who just visited this last weekend. Yeah, you mentioned Edwards on campus. Uh, they were at the spring game, probably mm-hmm. getting some love from the Cyclone fans. <laughs> Alex, I know you got to see him. Also, uh, I believe the Virginia transfer uh, prospect, a sit-out transfer, and Marielle Shayok uh, also there. What can you tell us about their visit to Iowa State last weekend? Yeah, Edwards is you know a six foot four guard that shot you know forty five point eight percent from three this last year, and um, that wasn't just because he was low volume. He was seventy seven of one sixty eight from three, so he's a really good three point shooter. Iowa State likes him because maybe he could replace some of the production lost by Nazmi Long and Matt Thomas beyond the arc. And I talked to Edwards after the visit on Sunday while he was traveling back um, home, and uh, he said. It really kind of changed his perception. He's you know from California. He's obviously playing at Northwest Florida State College. Um, he hadn't really been to Iowa, but he said uh, you know really stood out the fan base, the support that they have for basketball, um, maybe compared to some places he's been and that sort of thing. So uh, he really bonded with Donovan Jackson. Obviously, another kid that's been the JUCO route, um, and Donovan's trying to get him so they can have another score. So he told me that was big that uh, he could see himself playing with Donovan Jackson. The thing there is um, he's probably got another 12, 14 days left in his recruitment, uh, barring a sudden change. He told me this morning that he's going to LSU this weekend. Next week sometime he'll go to Utah, and then the week, that weekend he'll go to UNLV. So his finalists are Iowa State, LSU, Utah, and UNLV. Um, he'll make a decision between those four schools, but his Iowa State visit is proving to be his first because now he's going to have three more. Initially on Sunday he had told me he'll go to UNLV this weekend and then decide. All of a sudden, now he's now added two more visits, so that's complicated things. But um, you mentioned Mariel Shayok from uh, Virginia. He's obviously a sit-up guy that Iowa State really likes, averaged almost nine points a game. And you know, they've got four scholarships, so I think they'd like to get a forward and guard that can play next year, but also a guard and forward that can sit out and play the year after. And Shayok, they really like. He's probably right at the top of the list in terms of guards. But, you know, there's some other high majors interested in him, and I think he wants to take some more visits now. Well, one other guy that might be at the top of the wish list of all these guys that we're talking about, another junior college prospect, and uh, Shakur Jewison. Tell us a little bit about him. Uh, there's some big programs that are involved as well. Guy that can score, rebound, uh, average nearly four assists a game on top of it. A talented prospect, but not just Iowa State involved. Uh, sounds like Kansas might be calling as well for the t- talented Juco. Yeah, Shakur Jewison is you know only six foot seven, but he puts up some impressive numbers, um, you know, they, they won the, over at Hutchinson Community College in Kansas, they won the uh, Juco National title this year, large part because of him. Like you said, he averaged 17.3 points, 12.1 rebounds, 3.9 assists, 1.5 steals, and 1.8 blocks. I mean, you just go through and he's just got a guy that fills up the stat sheet. Um, his coach told me before the spring game, I talked to him on the phone on Saturday, and he told me he'll be at Iowa State this weekend for his official visit. He was just at UNLV this past weekend, and then, like you said, Kansas is in the mix. And his coach told me Kansas has intensified its recruitment of Shakur since Carlton Bragg's decision to transfer. So um, this is not you know, a kid that Kansas is just kind of dabbling with. They want him. Uh, they're trying to schedule a visit with him uh, for the weekend following Iowa State. And I think it's going to come down to Iowa State and Kansas, barring something 
surprising. I, I don't see UNLV necessarily being probably a key player. He wants to play in the tournament is what his uh, coach told me. But Kansas and Iowa State offer different situations. You know, Kansas does need him this year, but they also just got the loss in twins from mm-hmm. Memphis, which maybe complicates his playing time as a senior. If he comes to Iowa State, he's going to start at that four spot from, from day one. I mean, it's a guy that had 24 double-doubles and a triple-double in 37 games last year. So he is, like you said, Iowa State's top target. Our JUCO rankings uh, will probably be out soon at 24-7 sports. And I'm not sure for sure where he'll be ranked, but I think he'll either be the top JUCO in the country or one of those top couples. So he is a key prospect and probably the key to, you know, maybe heightening a little bit of their expectations. You know, they can go get a guard, but they've already got some scores. They really need a good forward, and he could be that. That that guy. Uh, well, you can always tell them, look, dude, you get to play Kansas twice a year. You get a chance to beat him if you come hang out with us. So that's always a, a selling point. You uh, you referenced the, uh, the Lawson brothers. Iowa State was a team that was rumored to be in on that. Were they close at all or not? I didn't hear much about it. It actually kind of came as a surprise to me, and I was going to start looking into it because, you know, it came out that they were finalists with, I think, Ole Miss, Duke, and Kansas started to kind of look into it, and then um, the same reporter reported that he was going to Kansas. So there's only 29 minutes in between and never got to the point where I figured out how, how deep into it they were. But I imagine, you know, they were obviously a team that with four scholarships and, you know, going to six straight tournaments were in the mix. They also have some Memphis connections through William Small. But I'm not sure how close they got, especially with how quickly they decided after they released their top four. So uh, basketball recruiting is intensifying right now as you talk about uh, the intensity out there for all these transfers. Four scholarships available. Is there a chance they fill all four? Will they try to leave one open? How do you think this thing all plays out roster construction-wise for next year? Yeah, there's a lot of different options, of of course, for them with four. I think the thing we can for sure count on is they'd like to take two guys that can immediately play this year um, one of them has to be a forward because you got Solomon Young that's probably penciled in as one of the starters. But I don't know if you're going to count on Cameron Lard to be a starter as much as just maybe a role player in his first year. So they got to get a forward, and they've also been very active, both in the Juco route with a guy like Daryl Edwards and in the graduate transfer route with um, you know Elijah Brown, and I think they're starting to get connected with more guards, uh, some kind of score that can add some production. So I think they'll for sure go after those two things, and I was told that you know if they're going to – take a sit-out transfer, they would for sure probably like to get a forward. But we're also seeing them connected with some sit-out guards. So it seems like their ideal plan would be to get uh, an immediately eligible guy like Shakur Juice in that forward, an immediately eligible scorer like a Daryl Edwards or Elijah Brown, mm-hmm. and then a couple of sit-out guys, one a guard slash wing and one a forward. So the names are all there. You know, Morrow from Nebraska and Shayok from Virginia are kind of your sit-out guys that have been brought up a lot, although I think that list could continue to expand. And the immediately eligible guys are guys like Justin or Daryl Edwards or Eliza Brown. So there's probably five, six names they're really connected with right now. Um, but depending on how chips fall with some of those guys, they might have to expand that list. But I think they'll for sure fill two or probably three. I think I could see them keeping one scholarship for later in the summer or even a mid-year. But I think they'd like to for sure fill at least probably three of them uh, probably in the next you know, month or so. Interesting. Alex Halstead is our guest on the Draft House 50 Hotline Mills Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. Take me to the football game. Uh, a lot of things came out of that. Some good, some not so good. That's the way it always is, though, in a spring game. Let's start with what impressed you the most. What did you were able to glean from that? Yeah, I think you know the thing that obviously stood out to me the most was just Joel Landing because we 
we'd seen him in the first spring practice, and but we hadn't really seen him do much more than you know some drills in that practice. And so we had heard about him, but I think actually seeing him out there as a linebacker for a good part of the game, I'd say he probably played at least you know well into the second half of of the scrimmage. You know, he obviously had the interception, 37 yards, returned for a touchdown. But you know, he had four tackles, and uh, talking to some people down there uh, on the sidelines, he they thought he was fitting gaps a lot better than maybe he has early in the spring and just continued to make progress. Obviously, he's only played linebacker for 15 spring practices, but I think it kind of became a reality watching him that he can probably play there and he's going to play there. So I think that definitely stood out. Um, and then I think the other thing, you know, they got to find a, a third-string running back is Kanae Wongo. I think if you were to put money on it, I think you'd probably bet that he's not going to play in the fall. I think they're just going to be really cautious with his Achilles injury. And Sheldon Crony, you know, looked at least serviceable. He had 10 carries for 39 yards, and I know it's just a spring game, and they got to continue to try to motivate him into the fall, but I think he could be a serviceable third-string running back. And then probably the third thing um, that stood out would be, you know, the backup quarterback situation. You know, Kyle Kemp, um, two springs in a row, he's been pretty efficient. He's 11 of 17 in this game, and, uh, you know, he's a former scholarship quarterback at Oregon State, so it's not like he's just this, uh, you know, walk-on. You know, he's mm-hmm. recruited to – Oregon State as a walk as a scholarship kid, and I think he could be um, right there for number two, depending on Zeb Nolan's health. And if Jacob Park did get hurt, they'd at least have someone who could manage a game. So uh, the big question for me going in was how the defensive line would look. A lot of new faces out there. We saw Vernell Trent uh, get a lot of playing time a year ago, but outside of that, a lot of new faces. Your takeaway from that defensive line and maybe some guys that can make a big impact right away. Yeah, that's the unfortunate part of a spring game is some of the names we don't get to see sometimes, you know, Alan Lazard and David Montgomery and Jake right. Campos, and the names go on of the players we didn't see. The defensive line was kind of like that. Ray Lima did play initially, but he had a, you know, non-serious arm injury, and he, they just held him out most of the rest of the game, for you know, to be cautious about it. Matt Leo didn't play, and, um, you know, so we, you know, Bruno Trent's been hurt, and the, you know, was hurt last year, so they've kind of held him out. J.D. Wagner, same thing. So we didn't see a lot of the main guys, but, you know, Jaquan Bailey continues to show up. You know, I know they didn't list him in their four starters recently, but I think it's more of a thing of continuing to push a guy off his true freshman year in which he started seven games. I'd be pretty surprised if he doesn't start against Northern Iowa and he continues to you know, just look different. Um, and he was Rike, the, you know, 6'6", 275-pound redshirt freshman, uh, looked really good. I don't know how much he'll play this year. I think he's still in the learning stage, but just future-wise, they've got a lot of pieces there, but it's going to be, can they get some Big 12 reps, and how do they play when they get to Big 12 reps? But, you know, Ray Lima size-wise looks really good. We just think going to see him a lot in this particular game. Alex, uh, we had a conversation yesterday about if this team, meaning the Cyclones, goes 3-0 and or even 2-1, and that they would have not an excellent chance, but a decent chance of winning six games and getting to a bowl in Matt Campbell's second year as head coach of that team. I'm sure that that's the goal is a bowl game, but is it realistic to think with what you have seen so far, and even though you haven't seen all of the pieces of the puzzle put together on the field, can they get that done? Yeah, I think they, I, first of all, I guess I, I agree totally with that thought that the years they've went to bowl games in recent memory, I think they've probably went 3-0. They beat Iowa and their other two non-conference opponents. Right. You can't go any worse than 
two and one, um, I think for sure. Because you know, just look at how many times they've even won three Big Twelve games, you know, in recent memory. So they've got to go at least two and one. But um, you know, three and zero oh sets them up really well. I think it is possible. You know, they should for sure be favored against Northern Iowa and Akron. Those are two games they're going to have to win if they want to have any kind of hopes for anything, you know, more than what they've had in recent years. The Iowa game will be interesting. You know, it's obviously at Jack Chris Stadium this year. You know, Iowa will have a young quarterback week two. You know, both teams are going to probably have some questions early in the season as they just try to replace different guys um, in the survivory game. But they got to for sure beat Northern Iowa to start. You know, that you lose that game right. like they did last year. It kind of sets you back right from week one and, you know, put you on a downward spiral. But if you win that game and you can beat Akron and at least go into conference play at two and one somehow, um, you know, I think it gives you a shot because, you know, they'll be favored probably against Kansas at home. Kansas State's a game that, you know, eight of the last nine years or so has been a one-score game. Mm-hmm. You know, Texas Tech still has questions. Baylor's got a new coach um, with some talent, but they're going to, you know, probably have some questions. They get Texas Tech the first Big 12 game of Tom Herman's career. So, um, there's there's games out there for them, but they got to have a good start in non-conference play, probably. Finally, the most important question, Alex: How about our Twinkies? <laughs> yeah, I I did not see that coming. I <laughs> I I watch them. You know, we we get here in the morning. I don't get Fox Sports North, but I luckily they played the Royals and White Sox, where you can find them on the visitor channels. And I did not see them starting five and one uh, here going into the second week. Not at all. I'm well, telling you, know what you, you need to do. You knew, you call up our friends over at Rockstar Saddle. There you go. You get hooked up there. You get the sports pack, and you, Dick Bremer, Burt Blylevin, can watch all 162 with the help of Rockstar Satellite. Yeah, I need to figure. Yeah, that's a good idea because MLB.tv blacks us out it here. Does. But, uh-huh. Uh, can find a way around that, I think, with one of those MLB packages. Yes, that is correct. That's all you got to do, kid. Look, uh, he's almost unsufferable to be with right now. So I'm hoping the Twins go on a losing skid of about eight or nine so I don't have to listen to him. You think I'm bad then. <laughs> now, imagine how I'd be then. <laughs> he comes in. Now he's, hey, did you see the Twinks? What the Twinks did last night? Yeah. I'd never do that to you. How dare you? <laughs> Alex, enjoy those Twins. They're playing this afternoon. Hopefully another victory. Victory to move into six to one, six and one, and we will talk to you again down the road. Appreciate it as always, Alex. Yeah, thanks, guys. Talk to you later. See ya, Alex Alstead. It's twenty four seven cyclone alert. Great stuff. If you're a cyclone fan, he's the guy. And you can give him a follow on Twitter as well. Just mm-hmm. at Alex Halstead is where you can find him. Does great work on the cyclone. Yeah, he really does. And of course, he comes to us on the Draft House Fifty Hotline. Quick break. We're coming right back. Uh, quickly, did you happen to see now since that incident for United Airlines? This morning on the market, their value has dropped $1 billion. Not million, $1 billion. Couldn't happen to a nicer airline. That's what happens when you drag people out. I, I, I'll tell a story about something when we get back. Jimmy B and TC, the big talker, 1700. 1700 KBGG is the big talker in Des Moines with Jimmy B and TC. Noon to 3, sports talk that rocks. 1700 KBGG. Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supplies. 
See you soon. Hey, it's Jimmy B. And TC for Draft House 50 on Mills Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hey, Draft House 50 has 47 big screen TVs for great viewing of any game. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, golf, tennis, you name it. Hey, the Draft House 50 can get it, even cricket? Draft House 50 has a sensational menu featuring specialty burgers, steak, salads, and so much more. And on Saturday and Sunday, beginning at 10 a.m., it's brunch, which includes a terrific Bloody Mary bar. The Draft House 50, a place for sports, great food, and drinks. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. The experts say that rates are going to rise several times this year. With fixed rates still in the fours, I say this is a great opportunity to save money if you refi now. This is Dan Smith with Private Plus Mortgage. What's your goal? Lower your rate? Lower your payment? Get out of that arm before it goes up? Or maybe you want to consolidate your debts, drop your PMI, or use the equity in your home to redo that kitchen. Does that sound like you? Call Private Plus today and we'll show you your options. And if the experts are right, the sooner you act, the more you save. Call Private Plus Mortgage today. 888-220-6200. Refi or purchase. 888-220-6200. Private Plus Mortgage. Private Plus Mortgage, a division of National Bank of Commerce. 3 Piedmont Center, Atlanta, Georgia, 30305. Actual terms may vary. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. NMLS number 514390. Call toll-free for credit costs and terms. It's Spring Black Friday at the Home Depot. And right now, you can save up to 35% on appliances, like the Whirlpool Stainless Steel French Door Refrigerator. With its AccuChill temperature management system and full-width pantry, it keeps food at the correct temperature. And during Spring Black Friday, it's a special buy at just $998, over $700 in savings. Nobody beats our prices, guaranteed. Only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. U.S. only while supplies last. See store for details valid through April 12th. 1700 KBGG is the big talker in Des Moines with Dave Ramsey talking about your money and your life. This is a show where we take more calls than any other talk show in North America. The reason is, is we talk about you right in front of you every day. So thanks for being here. The Dave Ramsey Show on the big talker. 1700 KBGG. Count it down. Let's hear a great debt-free scream. Right. Three, two, one. I'm debt-free! Yeah! The Spot West Glen, a personal journey for the mind, body, and spirit. Treat yourself with massage therapies including sweetest massage, deep tissue massage, and the signature service from the Spa at West Glen, the West Glen Body Ritual. The Spa at West Glen also provides injectables, facials, chemical peels, and medical spa treatments, including Dermapen, along with nutritional services. Look and feel your best with help from the Spa at West Glen. And the Spa at West Glen makes a great gift for the special lady in your life. Believe me. Call the Spa at West Glen at 515-225-2642. That's 515-225-2642. 2642 or check them out online at relaxdemoine.com. Dr. Heidi Cook in the Spot West Glen. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. 
Hey, everybody, it's me, it's Jimmy B., and I'm here to tell you about Aspen in the West Glen Town Center in West Des Moines. You want a great workout? Aspen has got everything that you need. It's a newly remodeled facility. All the machines, all of the weights, training sessions, everything that you need to get your health improved. And right now, Aspen is running a family add-on special. One dollar to join any membership for someone in your family as well. Just one dollar. It's a family membership add-on special. It's Aspen, West Glen, Town Center, West Des Moines. Jim Brinson, Trent Condon, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700KBGG. Live from the Wolf Construction Studio. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Here's Jim and Trent. Welcome back, everybody. We roll until 3 o'clock. Uh, by the way, we've added a guest uh, coming up at 2 o'clock. Randy Wayover, iCubs. Big home opener tonight. Going to be a little chilly, but at least it won't be raining or windy or anything. So uh, iCubs opener tonight. They play uh, New Orleans. So I told you I was going to tell you a quick little story mm-hmm. about uh, flying. You know, I've done a lot. And it never fails. I've run into airlines that can really, really fry you. I mean, really fry you. And now, since there are so few airlines, they've really got you by the cojones. Uh, You're pretty much hosed. When I was flying all over the place, there were like 20 airlines, and you could pretty much negotiate a deal uh, to get on another flight. Now they've just got you. So this deal the other day with the doctor who's uh, unceremoniously dragged off the flight, He wouldn't leave. He wouldn't. Well, look, here's the thing. You're a paying customer, Mm -hmm. and this is different. It wasn't like they had overbooked the flight with paying customers. They wanted to kick people off the flight so they could take a crew to Louisville, which is where the flight was headed. Yep. So they offer now, generally, if my memory serves me correctly, it used to be 600 bucks. The max anymore is $1,300. That's the max. That they can offer. That yeah. they can offer. And that's from the, like the somewhere. Okay. But that's what out of the like. Out of the uh, airplane handbook. Was it the AVA? Something, oh, so whatever something like that. Yeah. FAA. FAA. That's it. God, we sound yeah. smart. Yeah. Federal Aviation Administration. Look there we go. Yeah. So, yeah, and that's and that's in there. But apparently in this deal, they only offered like 300 again. They're, now they're claiming, well, we thought we'd offered a thousand. If you would have offered a thousand, you would have had a line of people standing up to get out. They they would they would get off the plane. You give me a grand, I'll get off. Mm-hmm. That was never the case. And the way they treated this guy so rudely. Look, he paid for the ticket. It's his right. If he doesn't want to go, it's his right to stay. He bought it. It's called per- consumer protection. But no, we're going to get some goon in a police officer's uniform to go in and rip him out of the seat, bang his head on the uh, handrests, cut him open, and drag him down the uh, drop down the, the walkway. So today, United Airlines on the stock market has lost a billion dollars. What? A billion dollars. United has lost about a billion dollars in market value this morning. 
How do you measure that? I, I'm i not in the stock market, so I don't know. Is that a stupid Darren Ravel tweet? Uh, no. Okay. Seems but, like he makes up numbers a lot of times. <laughs> that's not him. From a news organization. So it's... Look, they're, they're get, they'll get their comeuppance because people will boycott them for a while. I, I certainly am. I'm not going to fly them if that's the case. And But now, because there are so few airlines, Trent, you, you're stuck. Where before, you really could have done damage to their pocket when there were so many other airlines to fly. Now it, you're so limited that it really makes it difficult. You know what this impacts me? Yeah. Not one iota. I figured as much. <laughs> I don't fly a whole lot. I, I know. If, if there's I know. a United flight that's cheaper. The better. Yeah, uh, I know. I'm still going to I know it. you are. I know. <laughs> and you know what? If they ask me to leave the plane, yeah. I'll leave the plane. Yeah? For th- I, for 300 I will leave the plane. If I have armed officers around me, yeah. I will leave the plane. I'm not going to sit there and throw a fit. He didn't throw a fit. I'm going to leave the plane. If I am asked, yeah. I will do it. Will I be ticked off? Yeah. Yeah, I'd be swearing under my breath, absolutely. Oh yeah, but I'm not gonna lay down like that guy did. If somebody asks me to leave, I will leave. If it's a if it's a guy in a police uniform, you're yes, leaving, I or am, at least security a guy. I, I am listening to what they say. Yeah, he did have a gun on. Yeah, if he's armed, okay, I get it. I'm out. I'm out. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy B. I told you uh, we were talking MVC at the top. Yes. I got a name for expansion for the Missouri Valley You are going to drop that on me. Go for it. We're going to do that on the other oh, side. Oh, damn it. You talked too long about airlines. Oh, okay. You ran us out of time. Okay. Luckily, yeah. we got an open segment coming up next. <laughs> you can join us as well here at 515-264-1700. As we continue on here, Jimmy B and TC live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studios. We're back in a moment. The big games play here. Westwood One Sports on Des Moines Station for News Talk Sports. 1700 KBGG. The weather's warming up and it's time to think about your spring projects. Wolf Construction Roofing can take any roofing job, large and small. Flat roof, sloped or pitched. The guys at Wolf Construction will do a wonderful job for you. Most single-family home projects are completed in one day, and your property is left in better condition than they found it. Wolf Construction will do their best to honor you with timely communication, a job well done, and a price that's fair. It's Wolf Construction Roofing. Call BJ Bengard today, 515-225-8866, or check them out online, wolfconstruction.net. Got a paint project you haven't started? Now's the time to begin. The Home Depot has Bare Premium Plus interior paint starting at just $23.97. It's a paint and primer in one, so you're not covering the same wall over and over. You paint it, then move on to the next one. We're pouring more into paint with unbeatable prices on Bare Premium Plus interior paint. Now starting at just $23.97. The Home Depot. More saving. More doing. U.S. only. It's in store for details. At Lowe's, we know that pros need to be ready. Ready for the job, ready with supplies, ready to get to work. During the Ready to Restock event at Lowe's, pro customers should get ready to save big with 10% off in-stock wood decking and 20% off select Quick Creek concrete mixes when you buy in bulk. Plus, save 15% on Sika products, including concrete patch and mortar fix. Visit Lowe'sforPros.com for details. Selection varies by location. Minimum purchase required for concrete discount, U.S. only. 
Welcome to Staples. Staples guy, I need some things for the office, but money is tight. Well, now at Staples, we're celebrating HP Savings Month. You'll find big savings on great HP products all month long. Save big on HP? How big? Right now, get up to $180 off select HP LaserJet printers. Whoa, mind blown. You're the third one this week. Now, during HP Savings Month at Staples, get up to $180 off select HP LaserJet printers and get legendary HP quality. It's your easiest business decision. Ends 4 17 See store staples.com slash HP month for details. Restrictions may apply. Draft House 50 is your home for all the big dance basketball coverage. Wall-to-wall TVs, excellent food, and every brew under the sun. For basketball, you have one spot to go. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. The Spa at West Glen, a personal journey for the mind, body, and spirit. Treat yourself with massage therapies including sweetest massage, deep tissue massage, and the signature service from the Spa at West Glen, the West Glen Body Ritual. The Spa at West Glen also provides injectables, facials, chemical peels, and medical spa treatments including Dermapen along with nutritional services. Look and feel your best with help from the Spa at West Glen. And the Spa at West Glen makes a great gift for the special lady in your life. Believe me. Call the Spa at West Glen at 515-225-2642. That's 515-225-2642. Or check them out online at RelaxDesMoines.com. Dr. Heidi Cook and the Spa at West Glen. Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon. 1700 KBGG and Malone Motorsports want you to rock the boat. SN, win. There's nothing more important for your health and well-being than having a good sleep. The experts at Haverty's can help you find the perfect Scott Living mattress for everyone in your family. Haverty's Furniture is partnered with Drew Scott and Jonathan Scott to offer Scott Living mattresses. Now $250 off through President's Day. Plus, when you visit a store, you can expect no pressure, just support from Haverty's Sleep Experts. Tap now or visit Haverty's.com to find a location near you. 